Welcome to the In All Things podcast. Here, we talk about everything from friendship and personalities to contentment and faith. Our goal, to encourage you to seek Christ in all things. Hey, how's it going? I'm your host, Sierra. Let's imagine you're in my living room and dive into real conversation. Hello, everyone. I hope you are having a wonderful week so far. I just finished a three-part series on the fruits of the Spirit, and if you want to go back and listen to those three parts, they should just be basically within the last four episodes. There was an extra episode that kind of split that up, but if you look for uh, the names of the fruits of the spirits, you can find it in the episode history. Um, But as I was doing those episodes, a word that I continued to think of and I actually said it a couple times within those episodes, was sanctification. And since I mentioned it, I thought it would kind of be a good topic to dive into. Sanctification is a pretty big word and one that we might not be familiar with. And it can be an intimidating word even if we are familiar with it. It's a big word and it sounds kind of fancy or technical. But it really isn't that technical and it is such a wonderful beautiful concept. And so I am excited today to dive into it with you. Essentially, there are three aspects or even phases would be another way to put it of sanctification. And that can make the idea a little complicated, but I wanted to break it down today. And hopefully that we can at the end, we can all have a better understanding of what this means for believers. Overall, To be sanctified is to be holy or set apart or consecrated. Another definition that's used is a separation from evil. The first stage of sanctification is called positional sanctification. And this is what happens when we are saved, when we accept Christ's salvation gift to us. 1 Peter 1 talks about this and it says, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. We talked about part of this in depth in our Fruits of the Spirit conversations. Paul made it abundantly clear in Galatians that we are to live differently in Christ. And this verse in 1 Peter is no different. We are called to be holy because God is holy. And that is what sanctified means. It means holy and set apart. Hebrews 2 verse 11 says, Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. When we accept Christ, We are no longer in darkness, but we are brought to light and we're brought into God's family. Our position has changed and we are a new creation. We are made alive in Christ and we are brought into God's kingdom. Another place in Hebrews talks about that we have been sanctified and we've been made holy through the sacrifice of Jesus. And that is what positional sanctification is. We gain a new status when we are in Christ. It is through God's work in us where he sets us apart and he considers us holy in his eyes. This is not um, dependent on our feelings or even our actions. It is the result of salvation. And I think it's important here to remember that 
our sins, whether it be our thoughts or words or actions, do not change our salvation once we've been saved. Although we continue to sin, we are still sanctified in this way. We have been saved from the eternal punishment in hell. And we are no longer one with the world, I guess. And if we imagine a spectrum where the world ruled by Satan is on one end and heaven and God and holiness is on the other end, when we accept Christ's salvation to us, we are quite literally separated in that moment, pulled away from in that moment from the world, and we move away from that end of the spectrum. And once we've been positionally sanctified or when we've been saved, then the process of progressive sanctification can begin. And this one is probably the more well-known part of sanctification. At least this is one I was more familiar with. Um, even though we've been separated from the eternal effects and from the bondage of sin, we know that we do still sin. This phase of sanctification is a result of obedience to the Holy Spirit and to God's word. So if we imagine that spectrum again, as we continue to obey the Lord, as we listen to the Holy Spirit and we live in his grace, we will continue to gradually move on that spectrum. And as we move, we slowly move away from that evil which our flesh desires, and we move closer to God's holiness and the things that the Spirit desires. In Romans 6, it says, In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive in God and Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. This sanctification process is really essentially growing spiritually. It's growing closer to God by again spending time with him and obeying him. And again, as Paul talked about in Galatians, it's denying the desires of the flesh. John 17, 16 through 19 says, They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. And this is Jesus talking. He was sanctified so that we can be sanctified. He was sent into the world to send us into the world to be a light for him. But like him, because of the positional sanctification, we are no longer of the world. And this phase of progressive sanctification, it takes a little more action or intentionality on our part because we have to make daily choices that put the Lord first. And we have to be listening to the Holy Spirit as well. Philippians 1.6 says, He who began a good work in you will carry it unto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Being sanctified does not happen overnight. And we have to be listening to the Holy Spirit as well. Philippians 1.6 says, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Being sanctified does not happen overnight. In fact, it really doesn't end until we die. And even then, there is still the final phase. And this is called 
entire or final sanctification. We're told in Revelation that anyone unclean cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And needless to say, because we are still sinful beings, we therefore cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven until we have been fully sanctified. Now, this can get a little confusing, but this is exactly why sanctification is a process. We have to have been removed from sin before we die, positionally, which is positional sanctification, in order to be entirely sanctified after we die. In Matthew 5, we are called to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. And I read almost the exact same thing in 1 Peter where we are called to be holy because he is holy. We know that we can't be perfect on this earth. It's not possible. We will continue to struggle with sin throughout our life, even though we are already saved from the eternal consequences of it. In 1 John, we are told that If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. When we sin, we are forgiven. We are cleansed from unrighteousness, but we are not sinless, wholly perfect beings on this earth. But when we die, we will be given new bodies that are worthy of being in heaven, and that is final or entire sanctification. I wanted to talk about this topic right after the fruits of the spirit because exhibiting those nine fruits is a result and a part of the progressive sanctification process. Um, There is a phrase that I repeated in all three of those episodes and it was this, the fruits of the spirit aren't just emotions or disciplines. They are God-given fruits that are present in our lives as proof that the Spirit is alive within us and sanctifying us to be more like Christ. We need to remember that when we allow the Holy Spirit to move in us, He will. He will do it. In Luke 6, Jesus shares these words, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil things stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. We are recognized by our fruit. People can see our fruit and identify who or what we serve. At the end of the day, We want to be recognized for our good fruit. We want to reflect Jesus in our lives. Now, there does come a question when we think of people who become believers at the end of their life. When they do, they become positionally sanctified, just like everybody else. And at the moment of their death, they become entirely sanctified, just like everybody else. But they kind of seem to skip that middle progressive sanctification stage. And I want to make this clear. That does not mean that they are less holy than us. The thing is, those who are Christians are called to a higher standard in our daily living, which is the progressive stage. Especially in this episode and the past three, we can see this really clearly. But it is worth repeating. 
We are not called to live as the world does. We are not called to indulge our fleshly and earthly desires. So for those of us who have placed our faith in Christ earlier in our lives, we are then called to live like Christ and obey him throughout our lives. And in doing so, we are his disciples who go out and share the gospel with others. I read that verse from John 17 earlier. As God sent Jesus into the world, Jesus has sent us into the world. We have a responsibility to share the message of Jesus with others and live differently. When we make mistakes, which we will, his grace is there for us. And we are forgiven and cleansed of unrighteousness. But it is the effort that we put forth. It is the desire to live fully for him. That is part of the sanctification. But isn't the gospel just beautiful? That we have that grace when we do make mistakes? This is kind of a deeper topic than I usually do. And a little bit more, I guess, complicated maybe would be a good word. Um, But I do hope that you learned a little something and were inspired to live differently. I pray for every single one of us today, having this conversation, that we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we're convicted to let him lead us into sanctification, to allow him to work in our lives. And I also pray that we have the strength to put off the desires of our flesh because my word, they are so distracting. Those desires are so distracting. I don't think I've ever really offered this before, but um, if you guys ever have any questions about what I talk about on any episode or have even Uh, topic suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to message me on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to chat with you. Um, You can find me at In All Things Pod on both of those. And then just make sure you're following the pages as well because you don't want to miss being a part of that community on there. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining today's conversation. I hope this was an encouraging episode as you continue to walk with the Lord. If it was, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps with the app's algorithm and allows In All Things to be accessible to even more people. Share with your friends and give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at In All Things Pod on both of those. And visit our website at inallthingspodcast.com. See you next time.